All right, everybody, this is Ron Legrand. Welcome to the Go Club call this month, December. And if you are listening to this call, you're in one of two groups. First group are Gold Club members, and the second group is non-Gold Club members. If you are a Gold Club member and you wish to speak to me, then you must hit star zero. That will get you to Ariel, our operator tonight. Our calls will be one-on-one. Everybody will be listening, but we'll have one person on the line at a time. Cut down on that horrendous background noise. If you are not a Gold Club member, you may listen only. And, of course, I would suggest you become a Gold Club member. You can do that by going to ronsgoldclub.com, and there you can register and get yourself a a username and password, and that will get you to our Gold Club membership site that is just loaded with massive amounts of benefits for you. But it will also, in the future, it won't help you tonight, but in the future it will get you a different uh, code to get on this call so that you can actually participate. Now, i got to tell you, folks, I did not get any property information sheets today, so get your questions ready. i got a few preliminary things to tell you about, and then uh, I'll be taking questions. So, again, hit star zero to get to Ariel. Now, do not hit star zero twice, or you're taking yourself back out of the queue. So if you happen to do hit it the second time, you'll have to hit it a third time to get back in. Ariel puts you in order, and uh, we will take you in order that you get into the queue. If you have any questions concerning real estate of any type or even other things that might be on your mind tonight, then um, get in the queue and we'll chat. If you have a property, if you have, as long as you have the information on it, the facts, the basic math facts, you can, you can call those in tonight. I don't have to have the property information sheet in front of me. I did not get in any office today. I don't know if we had some kind of a, a miscue or an issue or something. I, uh, apparently you got the message because we're call is loaded tonight, but obviously I uh, didn't get anybody to uh, fax me in any day, which is actually the first time that I can remember that that has happened. So I'm wondering if something is happening on our end or, or not. But if you did fax some in and I didn't get them, then uh, you got them in front of you. You can still get in the queue and give me the fax on them, and I can, uh, we can still take care of them for you. A uh, little bit of update on what's where I'm at. Let me tell you where I'm going to be here in the next month or so, in case you happen to want to join me. Uh, we're having a seller financing event. Actually, starts Thursday here in Jacksonville. It will be 12th, the 13th, and the 14th, where I'll be teaching everyone the lost known art of buying and selling with owner financing. And yes, we can still do that even after the Dodd Frank Act kicks in here next month, with some stipulations. I'll be covering those in class with an attorney. And uh, for those of you who cannot make it to this event, just so you'll know, we are going to do a webinar before the year's over where we cover that information for you so that you don't get left out because I do not want anybody doing any owner financing next year without understanding the rule changes that are coming next month. So you you have to do that. There will be a small charge on that webinar to get on it. There won't be anything sold on it. But I'll have an attorney on there, and we'll cover those facts uh, item by item, just like we did, we will do in the class this coming week. I'm going to actually, I, I just finished the Quick Start School here in Jacksonville. We had a great event there, had a lot of big old room full of people, and we had a party at my house, and we had a blast. Um, we also went through a lot of great deals that the students brought in, and had a whole lot of contracts out and waiting to come back uh, during the four days. And a lot of students went home with um, deals lined up to make appointments and get contracts as soon as they get back home. Some really good deals, too. And prior to that, I spent two days training some new mentors for our system. They spent two days here in Jacksonville along with all of our old mentors. And that was a great two-day event. We spent together um, learning and them learning the um, things that are required for them to become qualified mentors for global publishing. Now, the rest of this month, uh, I've got a couple of days that I'm going to be working with uh, RIA group leaders. We've started a new mastermind group for them, and we'll be meeting here in Jacksonville next week or a couple of days, and I'm excited about that. We get to work with RIA club leaders all over the country for the whole year next year. In January, I don't have a whole lot going on. I am going to be doing an event, it looks like in Tampa, an all-day event on the 11th, if you want to make a note of that, if you're anywhere in the area. 
but uh, my next quick start event is not till February, and we'll be in Feb Orlando the 12th through the 15th. Uh, you should also know that I'm doing a paper power event um, this year. I'm going to actually teach it next year with Bob Leonetti, and that will be on the 21st through the 23rd, I believe, of um, uh, February, and that will be in Jacksonville as well. Uh, Bob Leonetti will be with me the entire seller financing event this week. So good to have him back in the fold. And this is one of the one of the guys that I know that is truly up on not only seller financing but also mortgages of all kinds. And and also Bob's the guy that actually buys the notes. When uh, you sell a house with seller financing, he literally will buy the note and cash it out for you. He's going to teach us how to do that, uh, as well as some all other cool things that he's learned over the years. I'll also be working with Robin Thompson at the end of February at uh, one of her events. So that'll get us through February, and that's kind of enough for now. Uh, Ariel, whenever you get people in the queue, if you go ahead and just break in, if you will, and and uh, let me know that they're there, and we'll get this thing started whenever they're ready. Okay, we do have callers in the queue. All right, let's go for it. Okay, so our first call comes from Glenn. Glenn, please go ahead. Glenn, first tell me where you are, where you live. I'm in Tampa, Ron. How are you this evening? I, I am good. Good. Actually, my call had to do with Dodd-Frank. Okay. Um, and so I don't know if you're prepared to talk about it now, but um, I did understand you to say that you're going to be doing a little training on it soon. I am. Okay. As soon as I get all of the rest of the facts together, I'd, I'm not completed that yet. We work on that report today. I'm still collecting some answers to a couple of questions that I have, but, uh, you yeah, know, I'm somewhat schooled on it uh, to this point. What do you need to know right now? Well, just in particular how it's going to affect our business and what changes we need to make. Well, you are still going to be able to do owner financing, but you are going to have some restrictions. And to answer that question will take me approximately an hour in class next week and then some questions and answers after that is done. That is okay. the whole gist of the report, how, you're going to, how is it going to affect your business and what changes we need to make. So uh, for a complete answer on that one, we're just going to have to, to wait uh, a little while longer. Not much. You'll have those answers. Are you coming next week or not, or this week or not? Uh, am I coming to Jacksonville? Yeah. Um, I, I hadn't planned. Is that where the training is going to take place? Yeah, it's right here in Jacksonville. It starts Thursday. It's Thursday, Friday, um, and Saturday. And I'll tell you, it's going to be a killer event. And, I mean, just forget the Dodd-Frank stuff. That's just a little part of it. Uh, this mm -hmm. is about buying and selling with owner financing, man, and uh, okay. I mean, uh, did, it's worth the trip for sure. Did you just mention that you're going to be doing a webinar on Dodd-Frank? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'll do okay. the webinar sometime before the end of the year just to go over the – actually, just to answer the question you just asked. Okay. All right. Um, if, I, if I miss the event uh, this week, then I, I will be okay. part of the webinar. So All you're right. going to put that out there on a gold site? or? Uh, uh, well, I'm going to email you an invitation okay. to get on it, yes, of course. Fantastic. Uh, okay. And uh, we are we are also simulcasting the uh, seller financing event. Fantastic. Which is rare. So, you want to, if you're interested, just check with our office tomorrow. And we'll do. guys, don't forget this Sunday we're doing a vacation rental seminar all day long. And I'll tell you, I've I'm personally participated in preparing that uh, course with uh, Chris and Dick Modi, and it's going to be a very good course. They've done a very nice job, and we're taping that on Sunday so that we can. Uh, turn that into something people can take and use and create some tremendous cash flows with no okay. risk. No risk. This is, this is not about buying properties and renting them out weekly. This is about lease optioning mostly and uh, renting them out weekly from your desk without ever leaving your desk and without even being in the city where the uh, vacation rental is. And this is some really good cash flow here. Unfortunately, however, they are not simulcasting that on Sunday. But okay. there is a course they're creating, and it will be available sometime in the near future when they get it uh, edited and uh, ready to turn around. Fantastic. I look forward to it. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, Ron. Ariel, any, who's next? Okay. Our next call comes from Michael. Michael, please go ahead. Hey, Michael. Hey, Ron. I'm from Virginia. Where in Virginia? Uh, I live in Burke. I work in Falls Church. Oh, D.C. area then, huh? That's right, yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so my question is real simple, I think, and it's uh, when, you're, when you're doing an ax deal, the, um, the assignment fee is not, uh, does not work as a down payment for the uh, buyer. Correct. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. 
Um, yeah, because because uh, I was I thought that was the right answer because uh, they their payoff is the uh, loan amount at the time of closing. That is correct. So are you you want me to tell you how to fix that? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. I was waiting for the question. All right. Uh-huh. Well, all right. well, I'm going to tell you, but uh, you guys listening now, you're going to have to listen close to this one. What we're doing is this. You find a property, you put it under contract on a lease purchase with the intent to assign it. It's an axe deal. So you go into the marketplace and you find a tenant buyer who wants the property. And let's say that tenant buyer is going to put up twenty, twenty-five grand, which is actually going to be very common in your area, Michael. Uh-huh. In your price ranges, uh, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollar deposits are rather normal, actually. Uh-huh. Well, in fact, what price ranges are you dealing in there? Between I'm a newbie, uh, but our but our place, uh, the, a townhouse is like three hundred fifty thousand here. Yeah. Well, that's actually good for you. In in the pretty house business. Uh-huh. Because the higher the dollars that you're selling these things for, the bigger deposit that it demands, whether it be acts or sandwich leases or owner financing or whatever. Uh-huh. So that is a, that's a, it's very good that you're in that high-dollar area. Plus, you're in a very hot market right now where uh-huh. you're, you know, what's your average time on the market, 20 minutes? <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Well, I can tell you, you're in a very hot market. Um, I think it's because of the... Uh, government handouts uh, that are going on right now, it's just attracting tons of business into the D.C. area. And when we did the boot camp up in that area, boy, it was smoking. Okay. You know, I've got a uh, friend up there named Sean Leonce, which is a student um, in uh, your market. And uh-huh. his old business is buy them from banks, fix them, uh, stage them, list them, and sell them with realtors doing the work on the selling. Uh-huh. And, uh, he was telling me that uh, they're going so fast uh, when he puts them on the market, he don't even stage them anymore. He doesn't have time nor the need to do it. He, then cool. he's, and he's getting multiple offers, and these are all cash deals. So, of course, they're freshly renovated, and he does a good job of that. Uh-huh. So now you can imagine what your market is like if you're putting them on there without bank qualifying. So the fact that you have, have, have the high-dollar uh, houses, honestly, uh, $50,000 deposits will will be something that uh, you should get on a regular basis. And obviously it doesn't take too many of them per month to make a right nice living, does it? Oh, yeah. So let me get back, <laughs> back to your question. Okay. All right. You go put it under contract on a lease purchase from the seller. Mm-hmm. And now you go out into the marketplace and you find somebody with thirty grand. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in the conversation, you find out that that individual doesn't have horrible credit, and they expect to get that property financed within the next year, maybe two years tops. Okay. So obviously, they're going to want credit for that thirty grand toward their purchase price and to apply toward their down payment. Yeah. Okay. If that's the case, you do not want to assign them your lease option. So what you do, let's, you are, let's say, what's the name? Of, well, I ain't going to ask you the name of your company. Let's say your company is ABC LLC. All right. uh-huh. That's the entity that's least optioned it from the seller. Uh-huh. Now you will create. Uh, let's say you're selling it for 380, and you have at least for the loan balance of 320. Uh-huh. Or I'm sorry, three. You're selling for 350, and you have at least for the loan balance of 320. Okay. Your purchase price is the loan balance of 320. You gave the seller no money. Now you go into the marketplace, and here comes 30 grand. You have to create a new lease purchase from ABC LLC to your buyer. In other words, you have to sublease it to your tenant buyer for 350 showing a $30,000 down payment or non-profitable right. deposit. Got it? Uh-huh. So you have to raise the price for the amount of the deposit you're getting so that the buyer has an agreement that they can show the lender that they put up the thirty grand. Follow that. Um, does it mean that? Does it mean that I have to put any money, or no. just the money no. from them? No, yeah. they're going to release it from you for three fifty with the option to buy, putting down thirty thousand dollars, which means they have a balance of three twenty. Correct. Got it. Okay. okay. So now the next question is, well, then I've got this lease from the seller. What happens to that? And I'm yeah. getting out of this thing. It's an axe deal. 
So why have I got to do a sandwich lease? Well, okay. you simply make one more move and you're out. You take the lease option that you just initiated to your new buyer, and now you assign it to the seller. Wow. And then the seller releases you from the one you have with them. Okay. So now you're out. Okay. And that solves the problem because the buyer now knows. I mean, the buyer has something showing they put up to 30 grand. Of course, your seller's got to be, you know, your seller's going to know what's going on. The seller's going to get the new lease showing the 350 purchase price. So you've got to make sure you have a clear conversation with your seller that I'm going to go get more than what I owe and whatever I get, I'm going to keep. In fact, if I were you, I'd make them sign off on that in the documentation that they understand you intend to put this into the marketplace and make a profit on it. Okay. Now, that's already into my CYA letter that I have in my boot camp manual, and I believe it's in the X course as well. But I don't care. I want you to get clear understanding with the seller that you intend to make a profit so that when it comes time to assign that lease option back to the seller, they don't. it's no big surprise for them that you made thirty grand. Okay. So you set you set them up in the beginning, so they don't get sticker shock at the end. Of course, it's in their best interest anyway because they have to accept the assignment, or nobody's going to be making the payments on the loan. And <laughs> I mean, it's. But I just want you to make sure that um, you don't have this issue. Scott's having one like that right now with a seller that their greed gland swelled up. Scott did exactly what he told him he's going to do. Uh -huh. He did it quickly. He went out and found a buyer, raised the price, and now the seller's a little upset because we're actually making money, you know. Okay, got it. You know, like well, that's for free. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I didn't expect uh, – I expected a quick answer, but you gave me a, a workaround. It's awesome. Well, that's an answer that I have to slowly explain, usually about three times for people to get. Uh-huh. And that's that's something we had to come up with back when we we first created Axe, and that was the best solution that we came up with, and it works. It works pretty well. Nice. Okay, uh, great. And I'm going to tell you what, Michael, what you're going to find with these Axe deals today is, and all of our mentors are finding it and all of our great students are finding it, the deal you negotiate with a seller, uh, about 75% of the time, you have to go fix after you find the tenant buyer. In other words, you go back and renegotiate it, especially if the seller's getting any money. Now, the ones that are over leveraged, there's nothing to fix. They're not getting okay. anything anyway. But a lot, of the, a lot of the ones today, like on the free and clear houses and the ones where they got equity in them, uh, we don't know what the market's going to bring until, we, until, we, until the market comes. So we just tell the sellers. Look, I don't know what we're going to find. Uh -huh. uh, we're gonna, let me go out and see what the market will bring, and then I'll come back, and uh, we'll make it sure it works for everybody. So sometimes uh, you have to promise the seller. In your market, you probably will have to promise the seller in many cases some money. In addition, I mean, you know, part of the purchase price, they might gonna, they're going to want some money if they have any equity in the house. Okay. So let's, say, let's, say they want, let's say they want twenty grand. Well, you go uh -huh. out in the marketplace and you find somebody with, uh, you can only get thirty grand. Uh huh. Uh, you go back and say, well, listen, I got somebody that'll do thirty grand, but in order for this to work, we got to split it, and you're gonna get fifteen, and I'm gonna get fifteen. Yep. Yeah. See what I'm getting at? Yeah, that sounds good. And you kind of you kind of got them over barrel because you got the buyer with the money, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you know if you can't make it work, you take the buyer and stick them in another house. Okay, I will do that. <clears throat> All right. All right, thanks. You're welcome. Ariel? Okay, our next call comes from Jenny. Jenny, please go ahead. Hello. Hi, Ron. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I have laryngitis tonight. I hope you can understand me. Loud and clear, Jenny. Where do you live? I live in Las Cruces, New Mexico. All right. My question is not complicated. I just, uh, in light of your uh, webinar on Dot Frank coming up, I am ho uh, wondering if you can just give us uh, a brief overview of uh, trends and maybe cautions and what to be looking for for 2014. Uh, tr uh, trends and cautions concerning what exactly, Jenny? Uh, just the buying and selling market uh, in light of the mortgage situation and, and right. changes from uh, uh, Obama and, uh, you know, just well, in okay. general. Uh, do you think that it will be as good uh, in 2014 as it was this year, 
or better or and, well all right here's the answer that here's my answer anyway now, of course you know jenny if you ask 20 people this question you get 20 an- different answers right yeah but they're not all the guru <laughs> okay well that doesn't mean i'm right you know <laughs> but look the reality is this we're always going to make money in real estate we always have no matter what the government does and the market for sellers wanting to get out will never stop. The market for buyers wanting to get in will never stop. People always have to have a place to live. I don't know what they're going to do in Washington. Uh, frankly, if I got upset about every stupid thing they did up there, I'd be constantly upset. For example, this whole Dodd-Frank thing, it really has no merit whatsoever when it comes to what we do. It doesn't accomplish anything except make it harder to buy and sell, to sell houses. And I don't see how that benefits anybody. But so I'm not going to get off on a on a rampage here. That whole thing was created to actually for lenders. It really wasn't intended for seller financing. That's just a little little teeny piece of it. Uh, but it was really to control lenders. And honestly, from what I see in it, uh, it's really not. Most of it is just totally unnecessary. But anyway, they're going to do what they're going to do. How that's going to affect our marketplace? I don't think it's going to have uh, any effect on us real estate investors because we're going to work around it. It is, however, going to make it harder to qualify for loans. It's going to put a whole lot more work on lenders. Lenders aren't going to accept more work without something giving. It's going to cost them more to close a loan. Therefore, it's got to cost the consumer one way or another to close the loan. It's going to keep a lot of people from uh, qualifying because the lenders are just not going to close these loans unless they're absolutely perfect. So I think the number of um, people who can qualify will be reduced, however, that increases the number of people we sell to when we don't have to have lenders involved. In our world of selling with owner financing, uh, lease purchases, uh, making it easy for people to buy, giving them plenty of time to do it and clean up their credit and get qualified and whatever it takes, it just expands our market. So it makes this act things a lot easier. It makes sandwich lease options a lot easier. It makes owner financing, buying and selling a lot easier once you learn the rules. Uh, you know, what's going to happen to the stock market? I don't have a clue. What's going to happen to interest rates? I don't think anything next year. In fact, I would bet my big money on that, uh, especially before uh, the next election in November. What's going to happen to the real estate market uh, hinges largely on where you live more than anything else because some of the areas in the country are pretty hot, like I was just talking about the D.C. market. Wow, uh, selling is fairly simple there. I mean, they really got a hot market. Uh, came from San Jose uh, a couple months ago. They've got a hot market, you know, median price seven seventy five up there. Mm-hmm. Of course, we didn't have any trouble finding deals, both in the pretty house and the ugly house business. So, Jenny, it all comes down to this. Quit, uh, quit listening to people who preach doom and gloom, number one, because maybe their life is doomy and gloomy. Um, this recession is going to go on for several more years, and uh, what they're doing in Washington is doing nothing but making it worse. So uh, the smartest thing you can do, just take care of your family. Make sure your cash flow is increasing. Uh, focus on your wealth, increasing it. And then maybe when people around you aren't as lucky as you are to have this opportunity, then maybe you can reach out a helping hand to them. So make sure there's no recession in your house and, and just ride it out until whatever happens, happens, because we can't control what goes on in the marketplace. We can only control what goes on in our personal marketplace. So don't you worry about what's going to happen next year. Worry about what you're doing to make money in your life and get your machine going and get your system set up and do a few deals. And I, would, I mean, I'll tell you, I feel so good about uh, the fellow that was just in the D.C. area. Just think, I mean, I know um, his pretty house deals are going to be worth twenty-five to $75,000 front end cash. I mean, mm-hmm. just think, if he just did one a month, Eliminate need for a job, absolutely. And these things are really not hard to do. Well, we're optimistic in the Southwest, and and uh, thank you, Ron, for taking the time. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and Beverly. And you too. And get better. <laughs> thank you. All right, Ariel. Okay, our next call comes from Philip. Philip, please go ahead. Hello. Hi, Ron. Hello. Hello. Where are you from? Yeah, Iran, uh, Gross Point, Michigan. Michigan. Okay. About the weather, is it? Uh, this suck up there right now? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Twenty-eight degrees, snow on the ground. Uh, that ain't too bad. That's good weather <laughs> right. for this time of year. 
Yeah, it's, that's true. My question uh, revolves around acts um, and um, how you how the you know if does the issue come up with regards to the seller wanting a security deposit, and if so, how do you you know explain that away? Well, um, I don't know that it comes up very often. If it does, but you got to remember now for a seller to lease option to you and acts as your intended exit, you have explained that to them, that your goal is to go find a tenant buyer that you approve and then let them approve them before they're installed in the house. Uh, if the uh, issue of security deposit comes up, then you're just going to have to address it, and either you're going to let them have it or not. But honestly, uh, when your tenant buyer is putting up several thousand dollars, a security deposit really doesn't seem to matter much. Okay. Even though even though they're not getting the money, right? Uh, you know, I'm not suggesting to you that you tell your seller, "Hey, I'm going to go get thousands and thousands of dollars from my buyer," but you your te- your seller will know that uh, your money is coming from whatever you can get out of your buyer, and therefore they'll know your buyer has skin in the game, and you're not just renting out the house with no nothing, uh, no skin from the from the tenant buyer. So, uh, I don't think you're going to have a problem with that. Okay, so it really doesn't, in your experience doing axe deals, it's really not, no. it doesn't really come up? Rarely. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I, I'll roll with that. Are you doing axe deals? I've just got a, um, I just got one in uh, last week in terms of the uh, seller who's underwater a little bit, and mm-hmm. I haven't, uh, he's got a paint, so I, I'm waiting for him to paint before I market it. Well, do you have it under contract? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. No, you don't have to wait for him to paint till you market it. Okay. No, right. don't do that. Just tell your buyers. Let them tell the buyer. They're going to show it, right? Right. Sell oh, it. and it comes to showing. Um, <clears throat> is there any concern in terms of, you know, do you send somebody out to the house or do you just let them go in on their own with a lockbox? Well, Noel, I assume that the seller's still living in it, right? No, no, he's already out. Oh, well, if he's already out, then you uh, put a lockbox on it, yeah, with the seller's permission. Okay. See, no issue, no necessary, no issue with regards to, uh, you know, any kind of damages when you. Yeah, I don't know if you, you, people you don't know. damages when they're looking at the house. People who are looking to, to lease option properties from you, first of all, you don't give them the lockbox code until you find out if they got money. If they right. got no money or no credit, there's no reason to give them a lockbox code because nothing you're going to do for them. Right. Right. If they got right. money, however, uh, you they got to see the house. And if it's a problem, just go show it to them. But only after right. you find out that they got a substantial down payment, and you're excited right. enough about them to to take the energy to do that. Of got course, it. I would you know I would encourage you if they got a lot of money, I'd meet them there anyway. Right. Gotcha. But, but uh, that's not an issue. Okay. You put the key on the premises. Tell them where the key's at because before you give them the lockbox code, you're going to get information on them like their name and their phone number and. And, uh, frankly, that's your opportunity to build your buyer's list at the same time. Right. Go write down my script and build the buyer's list, and then uh, let me ask you a few questions here, and I'll put you on my buyer's list, whether you like this house or not. And then when we're through, I'll give you the code to get in, and you can go on your own. Okay. That's good. That's good. They're not going to damage anything. Okay. Somebody should be checking on the house at least once a week, though. Right. All right. You. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yep. Okay, Ariel. Okay, our next call comes from Lynette. Lynette, please go ahead. Hello, Lynette. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. This is Lynette from Atlanta. Atlanta, um, okay. Thanks so much for the Skull Club. Um, I, I'm just getting on it, and it's uh, a wealth of information. It's awesome. Um, I actually did fax and lead um, information sheet, so I'm not sure um, you know, I, I heard you say what that maybe there was a... Back, uh, what time did you send it? It was right at about 2.35. No kidding. Yeah. Well, we I, have a I knew we had to get it by 3. All right. Okay, we'll get okay. the numbers. Okay, so um, the asking price is 130 They okay. They owe, they have a, a first and a second on it okay. um, at 71 71 total? Seventy-one total. All right. Um, and payment. I did all the comps. I'm sorry. Payment. 
uh, the payment. That's what's not looking so great. But the payment on the first, which is forty-seven seven fifty-five, is a thousand and four. And the second, um, they've got like a double. I'm not real real familiar with all this stuff, but um, the second has the seven um, two fixed, you know, a fixed rate and a revolving rate. But the the payments are about four seventy. Wow. Well, I tell, I, you right, I tell you right now, that must be a very short-term mortgage on that first. Yeah, they've been in it, I think, almost 15 years. And that's why I'm having a problem letting this one go. I know I just got back from the boot camp, which was awesome as well. But I'm just I'm looking at the equity because I did the comps, and I actually did it with realtors too. And everything in that area is, is 188 to 190 for this. So, so this the ARB is 190. Yeah. Absolutely, right. yeah. I well, think I'll tell so you, for sure. Will they uh, sell it to you for one thirty? They will, but this this is the thing. Um, you know, obviously they only owe seven, about seventy. I'm just going to round off. They they really need the cash, and this is where I, I don't know how to work this because they're, I don't, don't want to let it go. They're not going to get it. They're not going to get their cash now, with one possible exception. Do you remember? You just came back from Jacksonville Boot Camp? Mm-hmm, I did. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it was great, but I, it was, you know, right. it's confusing. I'm kind of new, so. Do you remember when we discussed maybe this, uh, suggesting to the seller that maybe if they go refinance, they can keep all he the can't. money? Huh? He's got bad credit. He's got bad credit. Bad credit? Well, then. He's got bad credit. I hear um, you. But he, okay, well, then there's no way you can get him his cash. Because okay. his asking price. So you don't think even paying it out and and turning it quick because there's not a lot in that market that's available. You can put it under a lease option contract and work to go find a tenant buyer that would qualify for a loan. Okay, and I didn't know. That, that, I didn't really. I know y'all didn't talk about the option part a lot, and I know y'all do that on the high the higher dollar. All right. Well, here's what you got to do. Here's what you can do. Okay. This is the only. This is your only play on this one, honestly. I mean, come on, you can't ax it because he won't get any money. No. Mm-mm. You can't own or finance it because he won't get any money. Mm-mm. You can't you can't buy it for all cash because he wants too much. Right. Right. Could I option it? Your only choice try is to get a buyer. Yeah. Now, is he living in it? He is, and they're not they're not behind. And is it in good um, shape? It's in pretty good shape, and I'm going to say, you know, for me, to, to, I would I, I think it needs about. Five thousand, which is not much. It needs about right. five thousand, and it could probably be less. All right. Well, here's your only play then. You go okay. option it for one thirty. Okay. And you just tell him, I'm gonna go sell this house for what I can sell for it, and you must understand now. I'm keeping everything I can get above one thirty. So I don't want to. I don't want to hear your whining if I make money at this. Now I already told them that, and okay. they were good with that. Well, then, they were good with that, but I didn't understand the option. Okay. Can you just explain it's a simple it to me? Option. It's a very simple option agreement. You can use the one right out of your book. It's two pages. So it's, it's on your Google. It's not button. the lease option. It's just an option agreement. But it's the right? back part of the lease. It's the back part of the option. Okay. See, the option is a separate agreement from the lease option. Oh, okay. I, I'm look sorry. In your I book. Didn't look that. in your book. Mm-hmm. Go back there. You're look. You're going all the way to the back. Okay, got or going, it. Or go on your Gold Club site under resources, and you'll find yep, option I'm agreement. Yep, that too. Okay. All you need, simple option agreement. Simple option. Yep. So that's it. And then what do I give myself, 60 or 90 days? Or? Whatever you want. Whatever you – I'm telling you the truth. If you don't have a sold in 60 days, I, I wouldn't bother with it anymore. Okay, perfect. So a 60-day option is fine. Okay. Just make sure it's signed before you go advertising that house now. Right, and then just throw throw the stuff out on Craigslist and the other side. Here's, right? here's the steps. Step one, okay. get a, get option signed. Step okay. two, have title search done. Okay. Make sure you don't have any issues, and make mm-hmm. sure all sellers sign option or it's worthless. Okay. All right. Now step three. Now you start mm-hmm. doing the marketing that I just taught you to do, and make okay. darn sure that your seller understands they're showing this house. Okay. That's fine. And, and okay. not talk about money. Okay. And then if I were you, I'd blast it out of here and give the buyer a really good price to get them encouraged to buy it. Now, the house is financeable, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So um, you're going to have to name the price that you're asking, and I can tell you right now 
160, is that too much? I mean, no. is that low enough? No, I, I, think that, I think that's about right. But I can tell you right now, you better make sure your seller's head's in this game now. Oh, God. I'm serious. You don't want to go all, do all this work, get this buyer ready to close, and then find the seller getting greedy on you. So No, they're good. I, uh, I've been talking to them about this for about okay. October. Well, okay. my, my pitch would be, look, I've got to have the option. I'm going to put my resources and time into marketing it. You're the only one I'll be thinking about. I work on it every day, and I'm going to go try to find a buyer for 160 to give them a break to attract them to the house and uh, see if we can't get somebody that can get this thing closed. And if I win, okay. fine. If I lose, fine. But if I win, remember, you get 130. I get the rest. <laughs> okay. And so, and, and so it's all done in the one. And you know, if I do find a buyer, and I'm pretty sure I will. Um, then when we go to closing, they know. They're, they're going to know what I mean. There is right? no chance that you're, they're not going to know because okay. your seller is going to deed it directly to your buyer. Okay, sorry. And your, and your fee is going to show as an option fee on the contract or a uh, – in fact, I'd rather it show as a, a, a third mortgage payoff. Okay, I'm writing that real quick. Picture, and picture, then, picture the HUD. What was your first name? It's Lynette. Lynette. I should have known that. Okay. Okay. Picture the picture the HUD one, Lynette. They're showing us they're showing a forty seven seven payoff of the first, a twenty four payoff of the second, and now they show a thirty thousand dollar payoff of a third. Okay. Okay, perfect. And then we won't okay, have any, awesome. shouldn't have any problems got, with the lender. I gotta do this so I can come back and get your mentoring. Because I know that's what I need. Okay, okay. Well, find, find one that's easier than this, will you? I know. I know. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. Okay, dear. Good luck with it. Thanks. All right. Ariel, who's next? At this time, we have no more questions. We have no more questions. Well, gosh, that means we're going to have a short call if somebody don't get on that phone there real quick now because this is a Q&A call, and if there's no Qs, there's no As. Anybody else got a property information sheet that they submitted that we didn't get for some reason? Get on there and tell Ariel right now. Hit star zero to get in. Or if you got any other questions at all, now's a good time. we got a little time left tonight. And uh, I'll be back in 30 seconds here. All right, guys, I'm back. So get on there. Ariel, butt in when you get somebody with a question. Any questions from any area? And incidentally, if I got Canadians on there, we've just agreed to do a couple of Canadian boot camps next year. And um, we're going to do them in the middle of the summer because I refuse to go up there in the winter. So uh, make a note of that if you happen to be Canadian. I think we're going to do June, July, somewhere in there. We'll let you know. Okay, so we do have someone in the queue. We have Andrew. Andrew, please go ahead. Andrew, where are you from, sir? How are you doing, Ron? I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. What can I do for you tonight? What I want to know is which one of the paid comp sites do you recommend? The paid comp sites? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, why would you want a paid comp site when you can get some darn good ones for free? I'd All right. Pay, uh, I'd I, I use Zillow and Home Game. But have you used Trulia? No. Uh -uh. I'll tell you, man, we used Trulia in the boot camp here this last week, and I was really impressed. Okay. That thing seems like it's easy to use. It's got the comps right there in front of you. It's got the map right there. It's got everything that we needed right there. In fact, it's better than Zillow. Okay. All right. I'll start using Trulia. Yeah, and it's got that map, you know, where all of the houses are like Zillow. It shows you where all the sales are, and it's even got a, one color for a sale and another color for a listing. Okay. It shows your subject. It's pretty cool. All right. That sounds like a plan. T-R-U-L-I-A dot com. Okay. And if you don't want to do that, then RealQuest is the paid one. But, gosh, I can tell you, you can mount up a pretty good-sized bill in a hurry with that thing. I think I'll try Trulia first. Yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good luck with that. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right now. Anybody else? Yes. Our next call comes from Jerome. Jerome Hello, Jerome. Where are you from? 
Hey, Ron, how you doing tonight, my man? I'm outstanding, man. I'm calling from Douglasville, Georgia. Okay. What's on your mind? Yeah. Um, well, I just want to say it, it's, it's an honor to, to meet you and talk to you again. I met you I met you um, earlier this year when you came to the RIA in Atlanta. Oh, well, I'll, yeah, be, I got, I'll, I'll be working with uh, Dustin pretty heavily. He's in my RIA group next year. In fact, I'll see him next week. Yeah, I got a picture with you, and, and, and you autographed autograph one of my books, and I, and that really meant a lot to me, man. Put, I really appreciate it. Put that picture up in your kitchen cabinet, and you won't have any roaches. <laughs> okay, I, I'll do it. It works. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, um, here, here's the thing. Um, I have a couple. I have like three, three properties here, and they're in different areas. One's in Jonesboro, Georgia. Uh huh. Yeah. The other one's in North Little Rock, and then the other one is in Golf, Golf, Golfport, Mississippi. Uh huh. And they're and they're all free and clear. And and I'm and I guess my my extra strategy either either make them all cash offers. Or ask them if they want they want equity, you know, want monthly payments for the equity or an ax deal. And the one in Jonesboro is for seventy five thousand. The guy's asking for seventy five thousand, but the comps on it in that area there is really no comps because this is a five bedroom, two bath, and most of the comps that I'm getting that are five bedrooms, two bath are either a mile away or two miles away. There's nothing really close to it. All right, well hold on now. You got a seventy five thousand dollar asking price in the form of cash? Yeah. And, and, it's, well, and it's free and clear. It is free and clear. Well, and he, I, I don't care whether it's free and clear or not if he's asking cash. The question okay. is, is, what's the ARV? And if you can't answer that question, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's just, I mean, I went to Trulia, and there was no, like, nothing. The closest property to it was like a mile, was a mile, was like a mile and a half away, and that was. Well, that's, I don't know. That might, not, probably not close enough. Okay. But um, I you got to find the ARV. I mean, you know that thing's got to be worth pushing 150 bucks for $1,000 for. I'd be willing to pay 75 for it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it was just kind of, yeah. Let me see. Well, you're probably going to have to go on a couple of different sites. Uh, Try Trulia there. And okay. and uh, see and go on every site you can to see what you can find, and maybe you can get a realtor to see if they can pull up some out of the MLS. Okay. But you've got to have comps. Okay. Okay. And if, and if necessary, drive over there. And uh, I mean, I don't know that I'd want to drive over there just to find the ARV on a property I may or may not be interested in. Maybe you can get the seller to produce some and give them to you. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll definitely give them a call first thing in the morning. You know, when we go look at houses on the boot camp, like we okay. just did, mm-hmm. the, the very first thing we do is tell the realtor we're only interested in ones with a large spread in them. Okay, well, you can't tell if they got a large spread if you don't have any idea what they're worth. Okay. And, boy, we got some large spreads. Every house we looked at, and we looked at about ten of them, every single one of them, there was a pretty hefty spread in it. And we're in Jacksonville here, about the same price as you got there. Okay. Uh, so, same here. I wouldn't even be discussing this thing for an all-cash deal if I didn't have an idea that the ARV was worth, you know, way more than the guy's asking. Okay. 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 I'm putting this in my notes now. You're probably doing more work on it already than I do. Yeah. That's, that's, that sounds, sounds like it. Yeah. yeah it why, like why, why, don't we, why don't we spend a little bit of time attracting a lot of leads that are low-hanging fruit where we live instead of trying to do all these deals outside of our perimeter, especially okay. in, in a city as big as yours. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I thank you for your time, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to take that all, to heart. That's all yeah. you got tonight? That's easy. Yeah, that was, that was pretty much, yeah, because the other two also were, you know, were, were, you know, free, were like free and clear as well. So that's why I was just trying to get, you know, I, ha- I already have an extra strategy in my head, what I want to do if, if I could find comps on them. All right. And yeah, so that was that was that was just pretty much it, you know. Okay. And, you know, and, and I am a Gold Club member, by the way. So. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> we got some cool things coming up for you guys next year. Okay. 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 And like I say, I just I just want to thank you, you know, because you, you you've done a lot for me, even though I haven't closed the deal yet. But just the information I'm getting from your website and. Well, you get got to get a deal closed, man. Until I see that check, you know that that none of that stuff matters. Get the check. Oh. Okay, okay, I'll get it, I'll get it, and I'll definitely post it. Uh, You're darn right you will. You'll send me your (laughs) your picture and a copy of the check. I sure will, I sure will, sir, and I I, I, I really thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're welcome, sir.
I mean, I'll put your picture up in my cabinet then. Okay. <laughs> I'm like a player. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, take care. All right. All right. Who is next, Ariel? Okay, our next call comes from Cliff. Cliff, please hey, go ahead. Cliff, where are you? Hey, good evening, Ron. Uh, Cliff Roach, uh, Northern Illinois, Troy Grove. Okay. How's your weather up there, man? It's nasty. Okay. Now you you ain't you don't even want to know how my weather is down here. Right? I know how it is. Uh, do you really, huh? You think you do? Yeah. It, it We've couldn't been be there more perfect for the uh, seminars. It couldn't be more perfect uh, right now. I just wanted to go over one the deal that I'm just doing now. I've right. leased a property for 120. I'm going to put okay. it on the market for 139. And what's I'm going to demand ten down. Uh, the owner of the property has gotten a little funny with me. He wants a security deposit. So when I get a tenant buyer, I'm going to put $2,000 back in his hands. But then right. I'm going to get that back when the tenant buyer cashes out. Oh, so no, you're not. not. No, you're not. You're not putting 2000 Oh, you, you you said when you get a tenant buyer. I'm going to buyer. take it out of the tenant buyer's money. All right. Well, i got a better idea. Uh you can take it out of tenant buyer's money. Just don't call a security deposit. Just give him two thousand dollars of the non-refundable option deposit your tenant buyer is giving you. That's all. You know, it really don't matter if he wants to call a security deposit. He can, but here's the problem with that: if that tenant buyer moves out of there and he doesn't comply with his local landlord tenant law, he may have to give that security deposit back. If he calls it option deposit, he doesn't. Yeah. That's up to you to explain. Well, it was his idea to call it a security deposit. That's because he doesn't know. <laughs> All right. Wouldn't hurt you to educate him a little. But before, you know and, what? You know, Don't even his, worry about it, it right now. It was his lawyer's idea to do okay. it. We, we used his lawyer to write up a 12-page a agreement instead of a two-pager that you used. Uh-oh. That's scary. <laughs> are, are you going to act? not that. I, I went through it. I, I had to make some corrections on it. Are you going uh, to ax this deal? No, I'm going to stay in it because I'm oh. going to get five at the back end. I'm going to get ten up front as a security, you know, uh, as a deposit. Okay, you're going. And to, then uh, I, I'm, I'm getting it from 120, so I think I'm going to have to come down to 35, and ten brings it down to 125. All so right. when my tenant buyer cashes out, I'll get another five. All right. If in the meantime, I'm. Uh, he's getting uh, eleven fifty a month rent, and I'm going to be asking thirteen, so I'll get uh, one hundred and fifty month uh, cash flow. I, not much, but uh, well, I don't. Something. I don't. You're, you're not telling. You're not giving me the right words. Number one, <laughs> you have no idea what the place will rent for till it rents, and for you to give him eleven fifty is really too high. If you're going to stay in it, I'm thinking you're better off just axing this deal. You get whatever you can out of your tenant buyer, and you assign your lease to that tenant buyer and get out of this thing because you're not going to have any monthly cash flow. On a $130,000 house, you're going to be lucky to get the 1150 Well, that's uh, that's kind of what that's what I'm stuck with with this lease agreement. Well, then you're stuck with it. That's what I. But I'm just telling you, you really got no reason to stay in this deal. Okay. It's going to be more problem than it's worth. The truth is you don't know what you're going to do until you go find a tenant buyer and you know what you got to work with. So that's the reality of it. You heard me tell a guy that earlier. You go yes, put sir. it on the market, find out how much you can get down and how much they can pay per month, and then you go back to the seller, and then you renegotiate if you have to to make it work. All right. Now, your seller knows that you're keeping everything above that two grand, right? Yes. Okay. He's, I, I've been very open with him about how I do business. Well, fine. Instead of making these numbers up, do you think the market's going to pay you? Just get that house on the market immediately and see what it'll bring. You do not name the monthly payment, and you do not name the deposit. You, you ask them, how much can you put down? How much can you pay per month? And then you take the best one that comes along that you that, that, that makes sense, and, and then you take that back to the seller and say, "Listen, there's no reason for me to stay in this. 
I'm going to, uh, I like this person. If you say go, then I'm just going to assign my contract to them, and they can start paying you, and I'll get out. All right. You know, and if they're putting yeah, out, I hadn't really contemplated going back and renegotiating the 1150, well, but you I, bet, yeah. You that's, well, you better get used to it because that's the nature of the beast. But don't worry about it right now. Go see what the market's going to bring you first, and you'll have something to talk about. All right. Well, I was going on a demand basis. I was going to demand ten dollars. You ain't going to demand anything. You're going. <laughs> you, you can demand your to your heart's content, but it ain't going to make any difference. The market's going to give you what it's going to give you. And I'm telling you, do not publish that down payment, or you'll be sorry. Well, I haven't done that. Somebody comes and wants to give you 15, you're going to take it, aren't you? Absolutely. Not if you publish 10. I haven't published anything. Good. I'm glad we had this chat. Well, am I. Thank you, sir. This is why you're a Gold Club member, to keep you making, for, for making stupid mistakes like that one. That, would, that mistake might have cost you as much as five years worth of Gold Club membership dues. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, you got it now? Put it on yes, the market. Sir. Take yeah, we worked up, and we're going to have an open house this Saturday. Okay, in spite that's of fine. the weather, that's fine. Just don't let anybody, don't let it come out of your mouth what you want down. All right. All right. Good luck. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Bye bye. Ariel. Okay. At this time, we have no more questions. We have no more questions, then we have about a one-minute warning for somebody to get on here with Ariel, or we are going to be through for the night. So, guys, if you have any questions, now's your chance. The conversation that I just had with that gentleman is actually a rather normal one that I have with a lot of folks who um, forget that. We don't, we don't tell the market what it's going to do. It's going to tell us what it will do. Then we select the best candidate we get from the applicants that we do get. And you don't need to make that mistake more than a few times before you realize, my goodness, I could have got more. So the minute you tell somebody what you want, you'll never get any more than that. If you will be quiet, let the market tell you what it's got, you might find out quite often it's got more than you expected. And, guys, if you don't do this on a regular basis, you really cannot understand how uh, big the market is out there right now for people who can't qualify for a loan. They're running around with bunches of money, and they're looking for a home, and, and, and they want a home badly. It's a big, big, big desire, especially if they happen to have lost a home, and their credit is poor, and their self-esteem took a hit. And I mean, it strains relationships. It, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a big deal when you're living in an apartment and you're used to living in a home, especially if you've got kids. So uh, people will find the money if you just let them and be patient. Don't make promises to back you into a time frame corner, which is why I like these axe deals so much. It's crystal clear to our seller. We are going to go find what the market will do. We're going to bring the best one we find back to you. You're going to approve them, then we're going to put them in. And if we have to change the rules, we'll discuss it at that time. And, and prepare your seller for that. Don't make promises you can't keep. Don't... Um, make deals that you think the market will bear out but you don't know for sure because you haven't done this for a long time such as this past one there's no way i would have ever given that seller 1150 dollars a month no way now of course if i knew i was going to ax it i i'm, I'm sure he'll find the 1150 from his tenant buyer but i'm equally sure he's never going to find any more than that because I deal heavily in these $130,000 houses, in fact, all over the country, and that's pretty much the top market rent anywhere you go for that price range house. In fact, he might even have trouble getting that. But since he's putting a lease option into it and giving the buyer time and control of the house in the meantime, uh, I'm sure he'll pull that off. All right, Ariel, do we have anybody here yet? Yes, we do have Arthur. Arthur, okay. please go ahead. Arthur, where are you from? Uh, from the uh, Baltimore, D.C. area. Oh, great. Okay. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, we spoke last month. I had the one house that is uh, was outside of Baltimore that I had as a wholesale, but the person I was trying to wholesale to reneged on the deal. Um, and you mentioned someone I should talk to if that one You didn't... have a house outside of Baltimore. What's, yes, the, Ar yeah. What's the ARV? Uh, the ARV would be 340, 345. Okay. And what do you have it under contract for? Uh, 195. 
and what do you think the repairs would be? The owner says 50. I think using your formula, the 35 is realistic. How big a house is it? Four bedroom, two bath. Square foot? About 1950. Uh, you can do a lot of repairs for 35 grand. Okay. Well, it sounds like it might make sense. Um, you need to get a hold of Sean Leonce. And I don't have his number, so it's L E O N C E. Okay. And tell him I sent you. Okay, will do. And uh, uh, see if he has interest. Okay. Um, if I have time, I have one other. Okay, and also, have you checked with Sherman Raglan? Oh, no. I shouldn't have checked with Sherman. That's yeah. a great idea. And if Sherman don't want it, then he might know somebody that does. Okay. And yes, sir. You're outside of Baltimore. Okay. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain here. I know i got people all over the place up there, but uh, but but I don't have them tonight. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, you. Sh how much time you got left on the contract? Uh, I have uh, 30 days. Oh, great. You shouldn't have any trouble moving that if those numbers are right. Yeah. Yes, sir. I also have one other in Virginia, and I'm not sure. What I have is a, a situation you were just describing, a doctor and her husband. Um, they're looking for a million-dollar property. Um, and they have cash, so I, I need. How would you go about finding the property to uh, either lease option or X? Um, well, in this case, you'd probably be do more like option it, and I'd first find out what they're looking for. Now, you can't just go find them a house because you don't have a license, right? Actually, I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, well, but they have. They have credit issues because they had a short sale in another location. I don't think that'll stop them from getting a loan, man, if they got money. I thought you okay. said they had cash. They do have cash. How much cash? Um, they seem to be ready to put down about a hundred, hundred fifty thousand. I think going to be enough on a million. Exactly. They're going to need it. They're going to need twenty percent down at least, even with good right. credit. Because it would be a jumbo, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you really need to find somebody that can give them some short-term owner financing. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a different hunt. Well, that means they're not so picky then, right? But you do know where they want to live. I do. All right. Well, that's a great opportunity right there. I would uh, find out where they want to live, find out as much as I can about what they're looking for, and I'd probably hit the, the that area with some yellow letters to attract sellers calling me. And I would most certainly look for any FISBO ads in that area in the price range we're talking about and uh, just pound the heck out of the area where they want to go. And you'll get some prospects out of there, especially if you send yellow letters. Okay. And you could do it as a realtor even. You don't have to put it under contract even. You, in other words, you could go out and list it. Uh, see, you can go list the property... Your commission is whatever you say it is. There's no fixed commission. So if you agree upon a price and terms, because you've got to get the terms in this one, right? With a right. seller, you do this right. with a listing agreement. And you, you try to create the terms like you would if you were buying it. You agree on the terms, and then you just say, you put in the listing agreement, I, the seller, agree to sell on these terms. And I also agree that any cash above blank number of dollars down uh, will be considered commission. Okay. Make sense? Yes. Now, you got a broker? Or uh, of course. Are you the broker? I am not. Okay, well, you understand you got to have this conversation with your broker, and yep. she's got to have her yep. head in it. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, uh, no, way, no way you're going to give up, uh, you know, half the money on this deal. So you should have yes, this, this schedule, uh, you know, talked about ahead of time. Yes, sir. So now, as a realtor, uh, you could even uh, send an email to the realtors and say, um, I, I need a house that's uh, worth about a million dollars that the seller's willing to owner finance for a short-term owner financing. Bring all prospects uh, in this area. You know, just kind of describe what we're looking for. Just tell them you got a buyer. i got a buyer. And here's the situation. Let the realtors bring you the deals. And, well, of course, you know, they're going to get some of the money, but so what? 
you may you deal with that one on one once they send you the prospects. Besides, let's say they get three percent. What's three percent of a million bucks? What the heck? Thirty grand. You're going to wind up getting 150 grand out of these folks. Well, let's say you give the seller 50 grand, you give the realtor 30 grand, you keep the rest. Sure. Well, my broker will still want his cut, but yeah. Yeah, we'll give him <laughs> give him 50 bucks. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> He'll want at least 100. <laughs> sure. But you got you, you know you got a, you got a great situation right there. Don't don't let it go by. No, sir. All right. Let me know how it works Thank out. And, and Merry Christmas to you, sir. You too. And Merry Christmas to all of you for tuning in tonight because I won't talk to you now till January, second Monday of January, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a great Christmas and have a fabulous New Year. And, Ariel, thank you so much for helping us tonight. See you all soon. <laughs>